0: All right, welcome to Harness the Web, the first live webcast of 2018. Oh, I got to look at the calendar cuz I read something on the internet the other day. The first mistake you're going to make in 218 is that you're going to say 217. <laughs> How's that? I'm Bobby D and we're webcasting live on Facebook from the Hammer Fiber Studio. Very exciting and we're going to bring in Steve Beck, our marketing strategist, and the theme today is how to establish trust and credibility by leveraging LinkedIn. So let's go to Steve right now. Welcome, Steve, to 2018.
1: Hey, thanks, and Happy New Year to everybody who's just getting, uh, who's watching this live or really shortly after New Year's. Right. And uh, it's cool. It
0: it's is a- very cool. going to be a fun year because uh, we've got some uh, some energy going. And um, Oh, let me change the camera angle here. There we go. Yeah, it'll be a fun year because well, we know where we're going and we're going to pull a lot of people into this vortex. So very cool. So um, so let's talk about the, the theme for today, the trust and credibility. And um,
1: what's, yeah. what's the starting point, Steve? Yeah. Well, the, I guess the first thing is, this is another one of those topics that I get a lot of questions about. You know, people, um, they see transactional stuff on the internet, right? And it's kind of like when you talk about advertising, the small business and advertising. And... They're kind of misled. So if you have a small business and just advertising in general, a lot of times you're misled because you see the the commercials for Goodyear tires, or you know, with a Goodyear blimp flying over to Super Bowl, right? right. Or you watch the commercials on. Uh, uh, we'll just stick with a Super Bowl. You know, you look at all the money that people spend one for the time, then it goes into those commercials, and they think that's the kind of advertising they need to do. Mm. Well. If you're a small business, you know, and small can be pretty big, you know, but, you know, let's say you have less than 100 employees. You can be misled by that because that's probably not the kind of advertising that's going to be most effective for you. And when you think about that, well, why is it? Because most of you in those businesses really have some form of a relationship sale, right? There are people who have transactional sales, which... You know, if you sell mugs, here's a mug. My daughter just got me this. And if you, the people who sell this, this is a transactional sale. She may never buy another thing from them. She bought this because they had what she wanted right then, right? Which is great. And there's a lot of people who do that. That's cool. And if that's you, then this conversation really isn't for you. But, you know, it's for the person whose business requires relationship building. Which, when you look around, that's most small, medium-sized businesses. The thing that they bring to the table is their ability to establish relationships. That's really what it comes down so,
0: to. So, Steve, what I hear you say here, um, it's like you're giving a distinction, I believe, between marketing and selling. Yes. And, and define it. Define the, the differences. What's your definition of marketing? What's your definition of selling? I that's mean, a, let's, let's not think that everybody... Is locked into that?
1: Yeah, let's let's so we'll make it make it simple. So, selling is the I'm going to say is the process of the transaction. It's kind of we'll just call it the the process of the transaction, right? So it could involve convincing somebody, convincing a keyword, convincing somebody to buy or to buy right now. That's really selling. And having the transaction. How do I take your money? That whole thing, right? Now, marketing is about understanding what the prospect wants, creating offers that are attractive to the person who you're trying to attract, if if that makes sense. Um, So you're trying to address, you're, you're trying to address the issue or the problem that someone else has and your marketing is you communicating one that you understand their problem you know what the problem is you understand their problem and that you have a solution that may be applicable to them to solve their problem
0: so steve so so for good marketing should you lead with the problem in your But let's call it a a video message on the intro, because they're pretty effective ways to reach people's emotion. Do you lead with the problem, put the problem in their face before you give them the solution?
1: Yes. In a way, yeah, in some ways, yes. And I'll just pick one. It's real prevalent this time of year. And there's going to be two aspects to this. So if you know someone who wants to get in shape and lose weight, right, you could go ask a question Hey, are you fat? you want to lose weight? Now, that's putting the problem in their face. Some people respond to that. But if you really dig deeper, now this is, this. we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you really understand their problem, their problem isn't that they want to lose weight. Their problem is probably, maybe, that they've tried a million things in the past and nothing's worked. Mm. That might be their real problem right it's like oh have you tried all kinds of things and haven't been happy with the results you've gotten now the person is way more likely to respond to that message yeah i have tried everything and nothing worked for me and you're speaking loudly to them aren't you yeah yeah you're speaking to them cuz that's the, what they see the promise they know you know that's the fact that they want to lose weight or get in shape is irrelevant in a way yeah. what really matters is they want that, but everybody's trying to sell them that. So,
0: so, so what you're saying is uh, find the underlying current of the real problem and then lead, you didn't say it, but you did it. You, you lead with a question.
1: Yeah, lead with a question if you can. And I think one of the things, if people want to be really successful, this goes about establishing credibility, you could try to explain to people why you're credible, you can show them your credentials. You can do all those things. But if you actually ask really good questions, you can demonstrate that you understand their problem and that you understand what kind of solutions might work and what kind of solutions haven't worked. You mm-hmm. can really demonstrate your knowledge by the questions you ask, ask not by telling them how great you are. You're, I'm gonna, you're saying not boasting about let your customer boast about you I guess right? Yeah I, and I'm going to give you an example now, this happened face to face when I was a young guy I was in my 20s um, I had problems with my knees I was a runner in college right and uh, first semester in college I get there and my knees are throbbing I'm dying from that right it's killing me so I can't run and a whole bunch of story so the school sends me to their orthopedic surgeon, who immediately wants to scrape my the cartilage from my knees, right? He wants to operate, and I'm not real happy about that idea. So I wait, and uh, end of the semester, I kind of like get through like two, three months, whatever it was, and I go to somebody else. And I go to a, a guy who's a, he's an orthopedic doctor. He's at a teaching sc- at a school, right? Teaching facility. But here's the difference. The first guy's telling me, hey, I'm doing this. I treat all these athletes. Here's the thing. The second guy says to me, hmm, let me see. I think this might be your problem, but I'm not sure. He gets the book out in front of me, asks me more questions, shows me some pictures, says, hey, we're going to go down to the x-ray room. And the x-ray machine isn't going to hold the plates the way we need to see them to get these pictures. You're going to have to hold a plate. So I go down there, I hold the plate, and he gets his x-rays. He comes back and says, okay, this is really what I think it is. Here's what I want you to do. He gives me some exercises to do. Three days later, my knees are better. Mm -hmm. I'm able to run. Now, the, the point of that story is the second guy actually demonstrated to me that he understood my problem and was going to able to because he understood my problem was going to be able to offer me a custom solution for me to solve my problem not the standard oh you got this problem with your knees it's caused by x let's we'll just cut out the problem what appears to be the problem and then you won't have it anymore that was the first guy's solution right So I don't know if that was clear or not.
0: No, no, it makes sense. Uh, Like uh, the second doctor, uh, first of all, dug a little deeper. He asked questions, but he also educated you along the way,
1: didn't he? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So now, so that's been been a long time. I hate to tell you how long. It's been a long time. (laughs) But still, if I get a twinge in my knees, I know, oh, what do I need to do? I go back to those same exercises that he told me about all those years ago. Because he, I understood then what the problem was, what my problem was, and how I could fix it. Beautiful. He empowered me basically. Right. So you Steve, we're going to take
0: a, we're going to take a quick uh, pause. But when we come back from the pause, um, let's talk about how to um, leverage LinkedIn and and, and uh, for the credibility piece, like maybe. Uh, what to not do, I guess, part of the bio, because a lot of people brag a lot. I mean, you're talking about don't boast about your credentials, right? So what do you do within LinkedIn um, you know, to address that issue? Yeah, sure. And we'll be back in exactly 30 seconds. right, Bobby D here. We're back at uh, HarnessTheWeb.net with Steve Beck, and we're talking about how to uh, establish trust and credibility by leveraging LinkedIn. So Steve, what can we do? Uh, People find us on LinkedIn, so they land on our page, and obviously some will engage and some will go the other way, and I guess that has a lot to do with what they
1: read about us. So what's your suggestion to? Sure. So, Yeah, yeah. So that's really a great question. And we've been talking about LinkedIn and communicating on LinkedIn. So we've covered a lot of things in the past. But when it comes to your profile, you, um, and you, one of the great things about your profile is you have complete control over it. Mm. So the very first thing will people notice, there's a, there's a few core things. The very first thing people notice is your picture. And your picture shows up all over LinkedIn. So there's a couple rules. Rule number one is have one. Right. <laughs> Cuz if you don't have one, there's a lot of people including me who will just discount you. It's like, "Oh, they don't if they can't take time to take a photo. It's so easy today with your cell phone. There's no excuse. You don't have to go down, you know, for a photo shoot." Right. Um, why is the photo so a photo so important, though, Steve? Well, two things. It actually gives pe- people visually they they want to. They can get to know you visually, mm. right? If you look like you're normal, you look like somebody they can relate to. Then, then you can. Um, it, it gives them a confidence to take the next step in finding out about you.
0: Okay, makes sense,
1: right? And so, and you want it to be professional. And by professional, I don't mean you necessarily have to have a shirt and tie and all that. But you want to look professional. You don't want to be doing a keg stand. You know, at a frat party, (laughs) that's probably not the picture that you want to have. Well, it depends. If you're selling beer, yes, different story. Maybe true. (laughs) You know, you probably don't want a picture with you, you know, down at the beach, you know, getting a tan. That's probably not the best profile picture unless you're selling, like, you know, suntan lotion or Or, something. Or vacations to Brazil on the beach. Yeah, exactly. That could be true. Yeah. So, anyways. Point um, taken. Yeah, yeah, so the first one is that. Now, the next thing, and this goes up everywhere, so I'm really kind of doing these, is importance for you to attack. So, the first thing to do is attack your picture. Make your picture look like you're somebody who's friendly, relatable, so that um, someone, you know, it elicits trust in itself, Mm -hmm. right? The second thing you want to do is you want to focus on your headline, your professional headline on LinkedIn. Now, a lot of people will put in their professional headline, what they do, or their job title. And LinkedIn kind of tries to convince you that that's what you should put in there. Hmm. But that's not what you want to put in there. All right. You want to put in uh, some kind of summary of that's, that addresses these questions. Who do I help and what do I do for them? What value do I provide them? And I'm going to, I'll say this the most simply but you can elaborate on this but you could say something like I help business owners generate more leads or I help business owners generate more sales. Now you would embellish that, make it a little fancier but that's what, if that's what you want to communicate, that's what you want to sell or say. And why do you want to say that? Because you want to the person who's reading it know you want them to know that your profile is about them and then reading it so that's the next key thing to keep in mind is your professional profile on linkedin is not about you it's about what you can do for somebody else got it right it's about the other person what they need so you want to? T- so you know you got your headline. You're going to work on that. It's, it's challenging. So it's not a five minute job. You want to work on your headline. Try it. Try it out with some friends. Get some reaction. You want people to have an idea of what you do just from your headline, and that it's and that you're speaking to that person.
0: Now let me ask you something, Stephen, about the headline. Um, people peruse through, I'm sure, bios or profiles on LinkedIn a lot. Um, do you recommend so many words short? to the point or does LinkedIn already force
1: you like Twitter, you only have so many characters. Yeah you only have so many characters. Okay. And you probably want to use as many as you can.
0: As many as you can.
1: So yeah don't limit yourself. And front end load it. <laughs> so we okay. most so most things, and this is probably true most places on the internet, front end load the value. Uh,
0: that's what you
1: meant. Because the value so if, if they're going to display, oh, we're only going to display the first 10 words of your profile, you want the first 10, 10 words in a profile to be calling out to the people that you want to reach and getting them to begin to see value, right? right?
0: So loaded at the front end because they have to click on see more to see.
1: So you're talking right. about the headline. Because most places they're going to see just your picture and your and your headline and your, and head. your name, right? Yeah. So you, want to fo- you really want to focus on that. And again, it's the beginning of it. You know, another example might be, let's say you're in real estate. So you could say, you could have your headline being real estate agent, right? You, you can rate these as you're listening to this. Real estate agent. Real estate agent in Dover, Delaware, where I live, right? Real estate agent in Dover, Delaware, specializing in multifamily units. Or you could say, I help, forget the I help because that wastes those front words. Right? Um, you know, um, property owners, you know, multifamily units, you know, who want to quickly move their properties in Dover, Delaware. Call me or something like that. Um, so now the person knows that one, it's who that you're talking to people who own property 2 you're talking about people who have multifamily units or rental properties and they would know that and that where you are, where you help them. So those are the kinds of things that now that person knows, Oh, I should read the right person. That's the, the point. It's not everybody. You don't want, you don't need everybody. You need the right person. So the, the person who fits that profile that you just told them, now, they'll continue to read. So now, what's next? The next thing is to focus on your uh, LinkedIn summary section. Hmm. It's a big free-form section you have on your profile. And guess what we're going to talk about in our, in our sure, in our summary section? Here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what problem do you solve? Who do you solve it for? What approach do you use to solve their problem? and a little bit about you to make you human hmm. and the other thing you're going to have in your profile section is a call to action so what problem do you solve who do you solve it for what approach do you use for example I, you know, I specialize in leveraging the internet to sell real estate right that, so you want to get that in into your summary section because you have a lot of space now to talk. And then a little bit about you to make you human. Hey, I I conduct a lot of business on a golf course. I don't know, something just to make you human so that it's not just a sterile corporate kind of approach. And then the last one is you want to make sure you explicitly tell them what you want them to do next. You do not want to leave it up to them to think about it. It's not like, Mm -hmm. oh you can call me you can email me you can do this you can do that that's awesome but you don't want to do that you want to say i have something for you i have the guide to selling your property quickly in dover delaware click here to get it free or something right you want them you want to get them something specifically or call me here's the number or or here's my link schedule a call with me You don't want to give them options. You want to give them one thing to do. Similar to what you do often, Stephen, I'll put it on the the
0: screen here, where you uh, encourage people to ask questions and get to know you and hammercommunity.com forward slash session so you can understand their issues, you can get back to them and give them them, uh, added value advice,
1: right, through a session. Right. Yeah, so when I have people reach out to me, I'd like to know about, I know as much about them as I can before we talk, Right. Primarily because it allows them to get more value for me. I'm able to provide them more value because my, the information they give me allows me as it would allow anybody. Um, it allows my brain to begin to process it and kind of work out solutions or questions for them to better understand, you know, how I maybe could help them or, or I can't help them. I don't know. But it, it just provides a better value for the conversation. Got it.
0: And this may be topic for another session, but maybe you can touch base on it. In the profile on LinkedIn, um, I don't see a lot of people using video. Do you encourage the use of video to communicate on LinkedIn? Or is there a reason I don't see so many videos on LinkedIn?
1: No, no. no, no, no there's, LinkedIn has some great capabilities with videos. Right. Um, but,
0: but I don't see people using it. So I'm, I'm wondering. Right. Uh because I don't exist.
1: think people understand video very well.
0: Huh. So, so what's if your you,
1: take? so like, I'm going to give you an example. There's a fellow that I know. On his profile, he actually takes. He has a little video that talks about these very things we were just talking about. Okay. Right. Does a little. You know, I don't know how long it is. It's a few minutes. But if you watch his video, you're like, oh, I now have a better understanding what he does. It, this fits me, or it doesn't fit me. I should. I should go to try to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. I should go to the next thing. Um, I know if you go to my profile, you'll see that I have a series of videos that actually talk about how to leverage some of the tools, how to create a little system for yourself to, to um, leverage other people's content and mm-hmm. in, in how to do it. So it literally walks through, hey, this is what you do. Here's how you find it. Here's the tools you use. Here's what you do with the tools. And when you get all done, I think there's three or four of them, you actually have a process you can use to find, curate content, and share out valuable content to the people that it would be good to the people that you want to provide value to. Right. Now,
0: I'm going to throw something at you here, Steve, mm -hmm. that just came to mind. We're talking about LinkedIn most of the time because that's where you specialize. But here we are, you and I, in Facebook Live. And can you explain the science to the madness in you going live every week in Facebook to create awareness for LinkedIn?
1: Sure. That's a really interesting thing. Um, Because you can now today, in 2018, you can go live on Facebook also now. Yes.
0: Live where? Hang on a minute. You said on Facebook or LinkedIn.
1: On LinkedIn, I'm sorry. Oh, we can go can live can go, on LinkedIn now. can also now. go live on LinkedIn. Really? How cool. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Now, a couple things. The, the tools haven't caught up yet for okay. going live on LinkedIn. So that's one thing. Uh, two, at the moment, right? And they, one of the great things about the Internet is it is constantly changing. Sure. Right? Is it at ever? the moment, Facebook is generating better results with live video than LinkedIn is. That may not be true a month from now right.
0: or six months from now. Definitely very slick what we can do in Facebook. But uh, it's yeah. fun to experiment
1: in LinkedIn when you want to do that. Yeah. That's probably, it's a good idea to put on the calendar for 2018 is to experiment. It's a relatively new thing in LinkedIn that you're able to, to do the video. But to do do live video. So live. Now, yeah. yeah, now what's the what's one of the advantages of live when we talk about getting to establishing trust and credibility, one of the things is getting people to spend more time with you helps them build trust in you. So, if they're able to watch you interact with you, see you being you, right? Not not see you doing keg stands, although in some markets that might be the right thing. Um, they begin to they're going to know to like you or not, right? And this is one of the key things in in using the internet. One of the things you have to do is you have to find your own voice. You have to be you, and it's the it's not y- it's it's you at a capital Y, mm. right? Uh, some people will talk about it. You have to establish an attractive character. It's kind of like taking the, taking all of you and boiling down a piece of you so that people can interact and they can understand that piece of you and relate to that. that the, it's the piece of you they can relate to. Um, and you'll find it by how you speak, how you write, the kinds of things you talk about, the kinds of questions you ask. All of those will help you define who your attractive character is, because we'll just stick with the numbers of on LinkedIn. There's over four hundred million people on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. and I was just doing my own, you know, looking at two thousand and eighteen, doing some stuff. It's like, okay, so different aspects of my business have different things, but in one aspect of my business, I provide uh, one one you know um, coaching for people coaching consulting strategy those kinds of things and I need I don't need 400 million people right. that number I came up with how many how many do I need it wasn't 400 million it was 15 15 so new th- customers what you're saying yeah so out of out of 400 million I'm only looking for 15 and most businesses are like that they don't need, you know even if you need 40 or 50 and you know, i worked at uh, i was vice president of sales and marketing for a, a small it company if we had had more than 40 or 50 customers we couldn't handle them right right we would have had we would have had to go through another evolution right develop new process systems and things which are all things you can do but at that moment in time we couldn't handle more than that and if you're You know, a 50-customer kind of business, you probably can't handle 500 at that time. You need to... Different um, story
0: for those who are selling widgets, but when you're in the consulting business, you want high-end clients. That's what really you're talking about. If you want to give them good care, attention to detail, you've got to limit yourself, right?
1: Right, exactly. Because you need to become part of their... In what I do, I need to, like, get in. I have to, like, mentally become part of their business... To really understand what they need. And what their problems are. Yeah.
0: Good stuff so, Steve. Well hey it's already 30 minutes. Can you believe it? Holy so let's cow. wrap it up for uh, episode number one in 2018. That's how we're going to roll. It's exciting. <laughs> it <is. laughs> it's so uh, exciting new What year, do you want man. people to do? Uh, you Well let me say one thing that people can do. Is that when you're watching on facebook.com. forward slash harness the web. And you could be watching in multiple places. Because I just forwarded this live webcast on multiple pages. But if you're watching on Facebook, harness the web, like, comment, and share. And Steve, tell them why you want them to do that.
1: Well, two things. One, I want you to comment because I'd like to get your feedback and I'd like to get your questions so we can address them in the future um, and add them to the pile of questions we're already working on. That's one. And two... If you share, especially, when you share stuff on LinkedIn, I'm sorry, on Facebook, um, you actually, if you share and the next person shares, it, it like it has a magnipo- magnifying effect. So you comment, you share, the next person comes along, comments and shares. It, you, what you said now all of a sudden goes around all of the people that they know. Right. It's, um, there's a magnifying impact of, of Facebook. So you want to take advantage of that. It's almost a free ride.
0: Right, and you can do that for people this year because um, you plan to bring on some guests right here yes. on Harness the Web. What's the uh, the call to action for people who want to be interviewed? I guess by you,
1: right? Yeah. If you just if you just send me a message or you can email me Steve at apex.com, That's eight the number eight p dot com. Or if you just go to uh, Facebook forward slash Harness the Web and just direct message me there. Right. And I'll get back to you and uh, we'll get something set up.
0: So getting people engaged with you for their reason and um, move that through the viral system of social media far beyond just Facebook. There's also we seldom talk about YouTube, but that's still an incredible engine. There's there's Vimeo Live now. There's LinkedIn Live. I'm going to check that out in see what we can do uh that's exciting i mean to to see the potential of that alone um what, Just what's sk- the audience in linkedin again how big is the audience it's over 400 million million That's yeah we should be able to help people find a dozen clients for them
1: yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> you know it's, it's and one of the things you want to do is you want to get specific the more specific you can get the e- actually the easier it is to find the right people. You want to find the right people to have your clients, not just any client.
0: Exactly. The right,
1: right. client. So, Steve, we'll
0: see you uh, tomorrow at uh, the community webcast. A little plug for that, uh, hammercommunity.com. Steve and I are there every uh, every every Friday, right, 12 p.m. Yeah, every Northern Friday American we're Easter.
1: there. Yeah, baby. So uh, and then,
0: different topic there, of course.
1: Though. I just want to remind people, like, next, next week in our next issue... Yep. Next episode, we're going to actually be talking about tools to automate on LinkedIn. How do you, how can you can prospect, and some of the tools that are there, and um, prepping the, something that you'll be able to to get and download a gu- kind of a guide to some of the automation that's available. So, all right, if you're interested in that, we'll tell you how to get it next time.
0: If you're interested, you would think there'd be a few people interested in. You never know, know. All right, Steve. <laughs> very cool. Thank you. It's a wrap wrap for uh, Harness the Web here on Facebook and um, with Steve Peck, yes, LinkedIn Marketing Strategist. We're here every Thursday at 12 p.m. North American Eastern. And hey, if you're not with us live, watch us on the archive. You can still comment. You can still share. You can still like uh, on the video archive, ask your questions, and and go from there, right? So pretty simple. So I'm Bobby D your co-host here, and we'll see you again next Thursday at 12 p.m. North American Eastern at facebook.com forward slash harness the web. Until next time, ciao for now.